hold on. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to part two of our signing day podcast. We had to break it up into two because Sam had to leave and he was the one recording version one. So rather than just doing a pure intro, we're just going to kind of keep going. Uh, we la- we left off um, with Tristan Lee on offense and Ethan Downs as a kind of potential swing player. So we're going to jump right into the defense. And before we kind of go player by player, I just wanted to kind of – what are your overall thoughts on the defensive class as a whole this year? I So – I really like, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, you know, over the last two years, but I just love the kind of players that this staff targets on defense. Um, They don't really fall in love with stars only. Um, They have a plan and they kind of stick to the plan. And then they find guys that maybe don't have the super high rating, but are really good fits for what they want to do. Um, And I think like a Danny Stetsman comes to mind with that. So I think, you know, a lot like the offense that's small in numbers, but really high in quality for what this uh, class offers. Um, Well, and if you looked at, you know, if we went solely on stars, like there, I bet there are several five-star defensive players that in the list of, you know, on rivals that you're like, well, you know, it'd be cool, but he's not a great fit in this defense. Yeah. You know, and they just don't compromise on that. Like there's no, you know, there's no six foot kid that plays real hard. There's like not a six foot nose guard that they just like, well, he plays real hard. We want him like, no, he doesn't fit what we want. So we're not going to, we're not going to go after him. Exactly. They, a lot of times with, you know, the Mike Stoops defense, he had this kind of hodgepodge of guys that, you know, there were quite a few, you know, fairly high, highly recruited guys on those defenses, but there's just no continuity in what they were trying to achieve. They're just kind of lumped together and, you know, see how it works. It, there was no real plan. There's a definite plan, a definite, you know, type that Grinch is going for. Um, we talked about it last year a little bit of, you know, it's kind of like the triangle. You can sacrifice one point. Um, but as you, they always want to have at least two of the three points of a triangle of you know size, speed, and length. Do they have two of those three things? Yes. Okay, then they can play for us. But if they don't only have one, or if they don't have two, then they're just not going to be offered. Do they have right. size? Do they have length, which is different than size? <laughs> like um, you could have really long arms, or there's different ways of thinking about length. But think about Dante Manning last year. Wasn't right. six foot, but has super long arms. And do they have speed? Are they fast? Yeah. Um, and I, I would all, I would argue though that speed is kind of non-debate, like non-negotiable. Like, yeah, pretty speed um, is like that, the one that has to be checked. Yeah, so it's really, are they tall enough, or do they have long arms? And can right. they run? Essentially that. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, I think you can say undeniably, um, even with like, and we'll get into this more in here just a few moments, but. Even with a guy that's like a true nose tackle, Isaiah Coe, um, that's not you know super long. For 
for what he does, he's actually a really pretty good pass rusher. Like he's he can right. he can move and he's active and he 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 still checks those boxes. Um, yeah. Maybe not in the same way that Perion Winfrey does, but in the way for what the role that he does, the role that he achieves, what he brings to the table, he checks those boxes. So. Yeah. Um, I just think there's a different plan. I really like the way they, they target these guys. They're not taking uh, players that, like you mentioned, are are small, but, oh, they're four stars, so we have to take them. Like, they just don't do that. And especially yeah. this year, they didn't Spooky. fall into the trap of, um, well, we missed out on our plan A and our plan B guys, but we still need a body. Uh, right. They just didn't do that. So um, I like the class a lot. I think there's a yeah. lot of guys that, have really high ceilings. I think there's more de- a couple of developmental guys, but I feel fairly s- strong about you know their evaluations. So I-, I still like you know the class overall. Yeah. Well, and I think that my confidence has grown in their ability to v- evaluate over the last year, given a that there were plenty of great evaluations that OU made last year of guys yeah, that sure. they didn't wind up getting that wound up going to places like Ohio State and Oregon that you know places where big schools wanted these guys that we were the first in on. Yep. Um, so that in itself gives you confidence. But also when you see a guy like Brendan Walker come in and flash as a freshman as a rush outside mm-hmm. linebacker. That was a guy I didn't I didn't get at all. I didn't understand why we took him last year. But Yeah, he was low on the totem pole as far as, you know, <laughs> guys I was super, you know, bullish on being a good right. player. So Yeah, DJ Graham, another guy. Yeah, I absolutely. liked him fine, but I was like, eh, he's kind of seems like a guy that just won't ever actually play. And oh, he's might be the most talented corner we've had in years. Yeah, he's you know, been so. excellent his first year. Right. So, so that that builds the confidence and just, you know, like you said, they the process is so good. You know, I that's what I'll say for this entire staff is that you know, we have some bad results every now and then. You know, there were three or four guys here at the last week or so before signing day that just didn't go our way mm-hmm. and you know, that caused a lot of fans to kind of freak out and I've kind of come to the point where, like, yeah, it sucks to not get those guys. You really yeah. want them. But the process is so good and how they go about doing things, it doesn't really worry me. You know, like, I just – I know that the plan is right. I know that they're executing it the way they – like, at their best ability. And so I just don't have much much worry about where we're headed. And, I mean, the results on the field, they speak for themselves defensively. Yeah, and so. they're going to have, you know – these last two years, they haven't had anything to sell. Now they right. have something to sell. Yeah, they um, they're going to have draft picks, and they're going to have all conferences, and they're going to have numbers. They're going to have all everything to actually sell. So, right. um, I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, let's 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 get ahead. Let's go ahead and start with defensive tackle. And you already mentioned him, Isaiah Coe, um, that <laughs> just kind of the pure nose guard. Um, and he is a little shorter, I think, than what they would ideally want. But like you yeah. said, he can rush the passer. He is not a plug-the-middle nose guard. Right. He's a guy exactly. that, yeah, he played with Perion Winfrey at the uh, Iowa Juco that they went to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a super talented player. He was His recruitment was interesting in that you could tell that 
the staff wasn't as all in on taking him. And I think it was because of the height, to be honest. But they yeah, I think up, they were also trying to figure out what their numbers were this year. Yeah. But I think eventually they were just like, uh, we, 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 ha- we just have to take him. Like, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't pass on him. So, right. Um, he's and a, he's a four for three Juco. So he's yeah. atypical. Um, he's more like, he's just, a, he's like Josh Ellison last year. Right. You know, he's, he's not at the normal Juco where you get two years and they're gone. Um, yeah. And I, he, I really like Isaiah Coe. I'm being honest. I, I, I think he's a really active interior player. I, he's not Perion Winfrey, and don't so we should not expect that. But I think he will be a very valuable rotation player uh, immediately next year. And he's a guy that I expect. I expect him to start in 2022 once Winfrey's gone. Like I, I just like his upside in this position. Um, another really good evaluation because mm-hmm. not everybody in the world was in on this kid. Um, and obviously he didn't have the chance to get more yeah. offers this year in Juco. Well, I think so that actually might've worked out for no use favor a little bit. Um, sure. I think he, he only played his fresh true freshman year at a Juco. So he didn't get the second year to kind of explode if you will. I um, mean, I think he, he, his ranking would have shot up if he, uh, frankly, I think his ranking is way too low as it is, but I think he would have, you know, been a much higher rated Juco if he had had two years I mean that notoriety that came with it. Yeah. I also just want to mention that Coach Tibbs called him bubble butt um, yeah. in the broadcast, and that made me laugh, so it needs to be repeated. Yes, absolutely. One of the best quotes from, from signing day. Um, and just to clarify, he is a three-star recruit on Rivals. Yes. Um, so. But again, Which Rivals notoriously has terrible Juco rankings. Correct. <laughs> correct. Um, all right, let's move on to the other defensive tackle in the class, uh, Kelvin Gilliam. And this Ooh, is another boy. guy that did not get to play as a, a senior. Um, his senior, senior season got canceled. Another guy that's kind of tied to Caleb Williams. You know, he's from that Virginia area. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, this kid is awesome. Like, what a get this was. Yeah, uh, we beat, super we beat, impressive. Yeah, we beat schools like Penn State that recruit really, really well in that area. Notre Dame really wanted him. Yeah, they came and in hot he, late. Yeah, and he just he stuck with us. And you know, if you look at his offer list, he's got he's got all the offers you want to see. Yeah. So um, the recruiting of him was impressive in itself. But then when you look at him as a player, he's a guy that you know he can play anywhere on the D line. Yeah, he's. You know, like, I'm a big fan of. Of his t- his huddle is awesome. Like the thing I noticed with him is he plays you know a lot of defensive end. I think he's going to grow into a defensive tackle um, yeah. at OU. I think he'll probably do some stuff like with what Isaiah Thomas does. Of he might except he might lean a little more defensive tackle, but they might bounce him out to defensive ends. Um, he can probably play you know multiple spots along the line. But I, I love the he's super quick um, yeah. and he has a really good motor and he's just very very active. Um, and he's just, I think he'll play if the, <laughs> if the defensive line wasn't so stacked next year, I would say he would play a lot immediately. I think he still will probably get snaps next year. Um, yeah. I, I just re- think it's a really impressive, um, prospect for them to get. Um, and another thing I like about him is he just seems to have a real kind of, a, um, infectious personality kind of, um, I, there's a, there's, I don't want to throw the Gerald McCoy 
player comparison on him because that's just so lofty. But there's a lot of, you know, the kind of easy to talk to um, personality there that kind of reminds you of Gerald a little bit in that way. So personality wise, I think he's, you know, just he seems like he'll be someone that people will really like playing with and will really like being around. And I could see him being, a, you know, kind of a leader on the team in the future. Sure. Um, so yeah. just really, a really, really impressive land for, for uh, Thibodeau. For sure. And, and one of the, another thing with him, if, if you just look at him physically, he has really long limbs. So it, like he's going to fill out really well. Like yeah. He I mean, is 280, 285 by the time he's yeah. done. Yeah. But like by the time he's done, he's going to be a guy that can play the nose, that can play the three technique. Like he's he's going to be everywhere on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's one of the better defensive line signings that we've had since, you know, Ronnie Perkins, at least maybe even Neville Gallimore, you know, from yeah. the interior side. So um, moving on to let's let's go ahead and talk about Ethan Downs as a defensive lineman. Um, you know, Sam talked about his potential as a, an offensive player and that's certainly there. Absolutely. He did that a lot mm-hmm. at Weatherford. I think Ethan Downs made a huge jump as a senior. Um, I do too. This was, kid. Yeah. yeah. I was not overly thrilled with the stuff I saw from him as a junior and sophomore. Like he's been on the radar forever. Right. Um, and it was just like, yeah, he looks like a good athlete and, um, you know, a guy that I thought, yeah, he might be a better H-back type player. But this year, he just seemed so much more sudden on the defensive line. Like he was just, instead of just being this really good athlete that they were putting out there to play defense, he was like an actual defensive lineman. You know, yeah, like he was making moves. He was quick to fire off the ball. And he played all across that defensive line. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know. He earned his offer at camp, and Sam mentioned that. So obviously, and Thibodeau offered him. Um, so obviously, they saw something in camp, but I never really saw it 100%. You know, um, in his junior huddle, his sophomore huddle. Um, but I, I, he did make a big jump. I thought in his senior in his senior film. Um, the thing I really think is interesting about him is I don't know exactly where he fits. I think he'll be kind of. You know, I could see him at defensive end and maybe defensive tackle a little bit. Um, Kind of, so maybe kind of how Gilliam was the Isaiah Thomas, you know, leans more defensive tackle. Maybe Ethan Downs leans more defensive end, but still does some of both. Um, I don't know. I think he'll be a, I don't know if he's like, you know, ever going to be a guy that takes over, you know, as the, the, the A player, the Ronnie Perkins of the group. But I think he could absolutely be someone that is a really steady player for multiple years. Um, And one thing I think he's probably going to excel at is I think he's going to be pretty good in run defense. Um, That's just from watching his senior huddle. I think he's pretty strong at the point of attack. Um, And I -hmm. think that's something that he'll probably excel at. I don't love (laughs) – we were giving 24-7 some props in the last – uh, the offense episode. I don't love the playing co- player compel- comparison, and I might get the name wrong of uh, the former defensive end at Ohio State, Sam. Is it Sam Hubbard? I always right. get Sam Hubbard and Sam Decker mixed up because it's Decker's Sam like, Hubbard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Decker, Decker was the basketball was, uh, player. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I get them mixed up, but um, 
So I, the, I don't see that level of uh, pass rush on Agreed. the edge from that from Downs. I just I think Hubbard was more of an edge player. Um, I think Downs is more powerful. But the comp you know, I, the comp the comparison that I like the most is David King. You know, yeah, I, I think that is a really good one. I tend to, you know, I I watch OU obviously more closely. I'm not as good at outside comparisons, you know, other players at other schools. But mm-hmm. I think David King makes a lot of sense. He's a guy that played as a 4-3 defensive end for the majority of his career, but he also would kick in and play that defensive tackle spot. And mm-hmm. I think I think that makes a lot of sense for Downs. Yeah. Um, Downs, I think, is a kid that, you know, right now he's listed at about 6'4", 240. He's probably going to play at about 270, two, maybe yeah, even 275. 270, somewhere around there. He's going to get big. And he's going to be able to play multiple spots on this defensive line. And I think that the athleticism that he showcased, especially as a senior, and like I'm talking, you know, you watch his highlights as a senior, like he's making guys miss on offense. You know, he's Mm -hmm. taking screens and not just like running dudes over, like he's juking around guys. And I know that's not like a skill that he necessarily will showcase, but it shows a level of agility that I just wasn't sure that he had before this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just someone that um, he was always a good athlete, but maybe he was still kind of growing into, you know, yeah. being able to know, know how to use his body kind of. Um, right. and maybe he start that started to catch up because he's been known for so long, just probably because of physical tools, but maybe it took a while for him to, uh, to gain the dexterity and everything necessary to utilize those tools or something. Yep. I don't know. Agreed. I, I, I think he's worth the spot and I feel fairly confident that he'll be a, a good role player. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be the, the alpha, but I think he'll be, you know, he's worth, he'll be a quality rotation player. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's go on to Nathan Rollins Kabange. Um, from Portland, Oregon. Okay, I have to stop enough. here. And I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, but on the broadcast, they were calling him Kabange. Um, I, I heard that last. as well. That that one's probably right. Nathan yeah. Rollins Kabange. Yeah, I do it like took Kabange me a better, to, but yeah. I like Kabange too. It's more fun to say, but yeah. Um, so this this is a defensive end from Portland, Oregon. He is six foot seven, listed at six foot seven, two hundred forty pounds. He is a legitimate power five basketball prospect and he like, literally will, like <laughs> so. he was committed we we flipped him from washington state where he was a basketball commit um and i think that that was a very smart decision for him i think football is the certainly the path to the pros for him and mm-hmm. this the, you know if you watch this film he might not blow you away um from his film but the the, the thing you have to consider with him is that that was literally his first year playing football was his, his junior year in high school. Year. Yeah. Didn't get to play a senior year because, you know, obviously the West Coast mostly didn't play football. Um, so this guy, all world upside. Like, yeah, I mean, this, this is, guy, he's the guy that you could look at in three years and think, holy shit, this guy is he's like Dan Cody or something ridiculous. You know, yeah, this like is he, 100%. he has percent. Yeah, this is 100 percent in a. uh a projection <laughs> um, right. offer because I think he, you know, he's talented and he did good things as a junior, but 
if you're going straight off of, you know, how good at football is he as a junior in high school, he's not there. But like you said, it was his first year ever playing football. It's his only year of playing football. Um, and it's just, he's 6'7", he's 240. He's got, you know, great athleticism for his size. He's got super long arms. I mean, these are the the guys that just are absolute nightmares on the edge because they can get, they can disrupt passing lanes. They can, you know, rush the passer because they have the athleticism. Um, he's just got the frame and the length is, you know, out of this world. Um, he's he's extremely raw. So he is an early enrollee, but he's I would <laughs> I would wager he's an almost guaranteed redshirt. Um, just because he's going to need a year or two to just learn how to play football. Um, but you, the upside, I think, um, something that, you know, Kane, Coach Kane mentioned, I thought was kind of interesting, was um, the, his high school coach was Dame Lillard's younger brother. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, his friends with Coach Kane because like, Coach Kane coached him at Missouri State. And, like, kept egging him on to, you know, you have to recruit this guy kind of thing. Yeah. I just thought that was funny that it was Dame Lillard's little brother. But uh, That was that was a very but. weird – yeah, that <laughs> one surprised me. Um, yeah. yeah, this – like, this kid, you know, he's a four-star right now on Rivals. And they rated him as a four-star, and he's played football for one year. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, in that's <laughs> – in Oregon, like it's pretty impressive. Like that's that in itself is impressive. Yeah, it's just all physical tools at this point. Yeah, um, like this this is the kid we look at. We look at him in three or four years, and he's a first round type prospect. You know, it, it could happen. Like I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely not a given, but like if this hits, it hits big. Yeah, in two years, I, he's going to be like a first off the bus kind of guy because I think just physically he's going to be huge he's going to be six seven i don't know 275 or something yeah. he's he's going to be very physically impressive hopefully he's also good at football but right. either way he's going to you know his body he's going to try and play basketball at oklahoma i don't know how long that'll actually happen but um hopefully if he sticks that. with if he sticks with the strength and conditioning of the football program he's his body's just going to completely change yep Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the linebacker positions. Um, this, I think these might be my two favorite players in the freaking class. But yeah, we'll start with we'll start with Clayton Smith because he's kind of more of a defensive end ish type. He's going to play that rush stand up linebacker Nick Benito position. Right. Um, and I just want to like I think this guy is just better Nick Benito, and that's yeah, real he- good. He's the prototype. Like literally, when you think of that rush backer position, like in your in your mind's eye, you see Clayton Smith. <laughs> he's six right. four. He's two twenty five. He can run. He's got super long arms. He's even yeah. got the dreads. Like he's got yeah. <laughs> he's got everything for that uh, spot. Um, he's also the so he plays for Texarkana, like Texas High in Texarkana, yeah. so, which is a pretty good high school. Um, and he's like super, super productive. Like I think he had like 20 sacks last year and yep. 40 TFLs or something. Just yep. and I think he, he. I don't know about his season this year because it's such a weird year. But I know his goal for this year was like 30 sacks, and he probably didn't get that. But I'm sure he got close. So um, 
the thing I remember watching about him was, or thinking about him as I watched his huddle was, um, he's obviously got a lot of physical talent. He's got the length, he's got the speed and everything, you know, that's fairly obvious when you watch him. But I thought, I remember thinking he had a really good motor, like, uh, yeah. and a couple of things that I, that were evident or were evidence for that, um, were several of his plays came through just continue to work through blocks, just continuously working and working and working. And finally he got there instead of just immediately blowing past a guy. So he right. got it through basically effort. And also he had a couple of plays where they're like a long kickoff. And it was him chasing down the guy from like the other side of the field. <laughs> it's just, it was kind of the DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. you know, s- scenario where this giant guy runs down the much smaller guy. There were a couple of those plays on his huddle where it's just complete effort plays. So um, that's exciting to me because sometimes you get those guys that are just uber talented, but they only have a couple ways to win. And it's just, am I faster than the guy that's trying to block me? But he's winning in multiple other ways as well. Or, and he's showing you know, the, the effort that it takes to be a really good player at the next level. So um, I think he's going to play immediately. I think he'll, you know, from the jump, he will be in the rotation. Yeah, if if all goes to plan, I think he should be the backup next year. I think he could come in. He he's is, an early enrollee. So he's an early, early enrollee. Yeah. He is just miles more talented than John Michael Terry, who's a good football player. Like I like John Michael Terry. Definitely. I hope he's back next year. But there's just no comparison you in know, terms it, of physical ability. It's pretty funny because right now we have uh, Nick Benito and John Michael Terry. And then, you know, when those two are gone, we're basically going to have better or more talented Nick Benito and more talented John Michael Terry <laughs> to replace them and yeah. Clayton Smith and Brendan Walker. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we have a type of I guys so. that we want to go there, but it's just the, the way they're even down to like the way they're shaped. It's yep. It's just the way that, or what their games are like. It's pretty funny. Right. Yeah. Clayton Smith to me is, is like the safest bet to be a really, really good player in this class. Like I just, I don't know how he fails. Well, speaking of safe bets, um, as Brian Odom had to say about Danny Stutzman, (laughs) that's true. Brian Odom said it was as close to a safe bet as, as it gets or something, something along those lines, which you never hear college coaches say about signees. Um, I think is, is, I think he said he's as close to a sure thing as, as yeah, there is. Is, yeah, which is, you just never hear that yeah. stuff like that. So I, I'm Danny convinced. Stutzman. I think if you were to say something mean about Danny Stutzman to Brian Odom, I think he would kill you. Like yeah, I, fight you. <laughs> he loves Danny Stutzman. Like, yeah. I don't think that there is a linebacker in the country that he would have rather signed this year than Danny Stutzman. And that's saying a lot. There was some good linemen, linebackers out there. Yeah. And and Grinch said something, you know, like most underrated, he thinks he's the most underrated defensive recruit in the, in the class. You know, I think it's just evident that this defensive staff loves them. Some Danny Stutzman. Um, And I, you know, I can see why I, he's, I, I think it's a, Frankly, you know, I think it's ridiculous that he's rated a three star still. Um, he's 6'3", 215 or so. He can run. He, I don't really know what the knock on him is outside of 
he plays, you know, a relatively low classification in Florida. Um, what what else is the knock? You know, um, I I don't think I don't think I realized how good of an athlete Danny Stutzman was when we offered him. Mm-hmm. You know, like you watch his film and you're like, yeah, he looks pretty fast. And then you watch his senior stuff, and it's just like, oh, he's, holy shit. Like, it jumps off explosive. the – Yeah. Like, it's not – he's not a smooth athlete. The guy that he's going to get compared to a lot is Levi Draper. And Levi Draper was nah. this guy that – you know, he had okay size, you know, for a high school kid. And he was a smooth athlete that was good at football. Like, he had good football instincts. Danny Stutzman is just like – the upgraded version of that. He's like much, he, I think that if we're going to go for uh, former OU white linebackers, he's much more of the Teddy Lehman. Oh mold. yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Not saying he's going to run a four, three, but like he, you know, Alex Grinch said he, you know, he had some of the most impressive combine numbers in the country this year for a linebacker. Um, like legitimately, if he were playing four a high school football in, in Florida, he's a four star. There's no yeah. doubt about it. They're they're yeah, holding the fact that he played a low classification against him. Um, he some, he looks the part. And some things I like about him, I like his whole family is like super athletic. Like his dad played football for Baylor. His yeah. mom played basketball for Baylor. I think his sister was on the national title team at Florida State for softball. Like, right. I think it kind of runs through the family, and that tells me that um, he takes it. He probably takes it really seriously, and he'll work at it. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's kind of funny because we've only taken two inside linebackers since Odom's been here, but I really like the two that he's taken, and both of them are kind of these guys that flew under the radar, um, yeah. and Shane Witter and Danny Stutzman, um, and I, I just think he has an eye for it, and it's kind of proving itself out because one of the guys that he did this with at Missouri is a you know a fringe first round pick this year, Nick Bolton, so I think he just has an eye for these kind of guys and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really impressed with Danny Stutzman. I I liked him a lot whenever we offered him, and his senior tape has just you know absolutely cemented that. So yeah. I don't. It's going to be a really deep room next year. But if you told me he plays every game on special teams and a lot of you know mop up duty, I would I would yeah. buy that. He's yeah, he is more physically gifted than any linebacker currently on the roster not named David Aguebu, is what I would say, from like an inside linebacker standpoint. Um and we have some good ones. Like I'm not mm-hmm. knocking the guys we have, but he is yeah, that we have other guys that'll gifted. get drafted, I think. Like I think Asimo yeah. will eventually get drafted. Um Yeah. Kill Kelly could with a good year next year. Mm-hmm. Um like there's there we have guys we have guys at the linebacker position but Stutzman is he's he's I mean, a he's cut above. He's going to end up being I bet like two thirty five two forty ish, really mm-hmm. fast. Uh, yeah. I I just I'm oh, pretty man. I'm pretty uh, confident in him being someone that you know turns out to be a really good player. Yeah, him and Clayton Smith they're just they're just going to be awesome. So I'm very very excited. Um, let's move on to the, uh, defensive back class. Um, you know, we, we talked about Billy Bowman earlier. He could be a part of this. We don't know. Um, this is one of the more interesting groups. And I think that this group is a victim of the, the weirdness of the year and that it's only three guys 
and mm-hmm. I think that ideally it would have been five. You know, if this sure. were a, nor- a normal year, we take five guys. They definitely, I think, would have wanted another safety. Um, yeah. And then a cor- probably another corner if if they found the right guy. Um, yeah. But, you know, kudos to them, I guess, for not, you know, panicking and offering some guy that was never going to play. So right. um, I do like the guys we got there. Um, sure. Especially, I think that's highlighted by Latrell McCutcheon. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and start player. with him. Yeah, this this guy, he was committed to Alabama for a long time. He decommitted and commits to OU. He is from Austin, Texas, and he basically told Texas to just screw off. Like yeah, he was, I'm not, I'm not interested in you. Um, Gotta like he, that guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I say that as a current University of Texas student. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you love to see it. Um, this is the highest. Rated corner we've signed in how long? Do we have that? Oh, I have no idea. I I really don't don't know either. Um, But probably in the last decade. He's probably the highest rated corner we've had in the last decade. On rivals, for sure. He got dropped to a three-star on 24-7. I have no idea why. I I think they're holding his ACL tear against him. He did did miss his junior season for an ACL. Um, That's the only thing that I can... (laughs) rationalize as to why they would do that because he's not a three-star player no i mean you know roy manning who is developing a pretty good reputation as a cornerback developer like after these past couple years with what he did with parnell motley trey brown yeah. and, and the guys he's, he's a linebacker playing. coach remember that's what yeah, I remember right people <laughs> that's yeah yeah it was a huge mistake to hire him at that position but uh yeah. so this this guy, ideal size, 6'1", about 180, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, he yeah. is, you know, is coming off the ACL. There's not a ton of film on him to watch. You know, I haven't found a bunch to, to – I've gone yeah. looking, but – He did have some se- some senior stuff. I watched it yeah. the other day. Um, I'm not convinced he's 100% back from – I think, you know, he's still probably getting used to the, to the knee. Um, right. The things that I noticed with him were, you know, the height and the length, those are undeniable. Um, confidence, he's, you know, he's he's exactly what you think about a, of a defensive back as far as confidence is concerned. Borderline cocky, but you need to be at that spot. Yeah. Um, the thing I really liked about him is he's super physical. Like, he's really willing to come up and play run. Um, he, he fights with, through, uh, with receivers. I, I just think he... His style fits what we what we're trying to do with those corners right now, and what we're going to be able to do more once we have the guys that can actually hold up to it. Um, yeah. As far as I think we want our corners to just you know basically be just pester the shit out of <laughs> the wide receivers that they're lined up against just constantly. Um, yeah. And we do that some. Sometimes we get flagged for it, but I, it's been less lately. Um, so I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's a really good fit for that. And if his knee, you know, 100% heals and he has the speed to go with it, I think he's, you know, going to play. Uh, frankly, I think he could play immediately. He's an early enrollee. Um, so if, as long as he has that speed back, I, I, I don't see any and reason if, why he shouldn't be able to play. If for some reason it doesn't happen and he's not the athlete he was before, he can play safety. 
Like yeah, you can move, you can size. move that kid to safety, and he could be really good at that position. He has the size and he has the physicality. Uh, I think that would translate fairly well. But um, I I I still think he's going to be a corner, and I think he'll be. A I do corner. too. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, that's the thing with you know whenever you get big corners and they don't work out. Now you're not stuck with guys that can't play safety. Or now you have the option. <laughs> So right. that's just another reason to recruit large corners. Absolutely. All right. Let's move. Speaking of large corners, uh, Demon Harmon, uh, basically the same size, six foot yep. one, one hundred eighty pounds. I'm a big fan um, of Harmon also. I I like Harmon more than McCutcheon, if I'm oh, being really? completely if I'm being completely honest. Like I just really like Harmon. Yeah. Um, I, like I him think too. that he, if you just watch him, there is zero stiffness to Demon Harmon. You know, like in McCutcheon, mm-hmm. maybe his stiffness is is in the in the ACL, but Harmon is just he's so smooth and he just like you know his hips. I know people talk about hips a lot with you know corners and everything, and yeah. I just I really like what I see from him. I'm not sure that he's this this insane speed guy in that no, he's not. he's definitely not that, me. but he is super fluid and he's yeah. long. And, like, I just think that he's a really freaking good player. Yeah, you don't have to be, you know, the best corners ever weren't necessarily four or three guys. Like, right. um, you Other don't than have to Deion be. Sanders. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them were. But not all of not, it's not to a man. You know, the, right. you don't have to be, a, you know, an incredible speed guy to be a really good corner. Like, Woody Washington was a pretty good corner this year, and he's not, like, some incredible speed yeah. guy. Um, not. You don't have to be that. The thing I like about Harmon, well, first off, he 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 provides position flexibility. Also, I think he could absolutely slide over to safety and be perfectly fine there. Um, yeah. And in that way, he kind of reminds me a lot. And I said this, you know, back in April or whenever we took him, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Colvin, um, yeah. because he can play corner, he can play safety. And the and the other reason why, and I think I've nailed down why he reminds me of Colvin, is he seems very instinctive, like yeah. like he has really good instincts at the spot. Um, and I, I think that's why he reminds me of Colvin. I'm not saying he is Colvin. I'm just saying he reminds me of Colvin. Um, I hope he's he, Colvin. Yeah, I mean, I'd love it if he's Aaron Colvin. That's awesome. He's the best corner we had in the last decade. <laughs> so, um, But I think he's also, you know, he's a pretty physical player. He's willing to come up and play run. He, you know, he, he fits that mold as well. I think that, so I, I really like this tandem. Um, I don't think either of them are, you know, a Trey Brown speed guy, but I think they both have, you know, really good size and they have, you know, instincts and all the other things that we're looking for. So it's the two of the three sides of the triangle. And I don't think they're slow by any means. So I think they're more than capable of playing corner in the Big 12 and, you know, doing it well. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan. Like I, both of these guys, I think are both incredibly confident players. You know, I've I've seen some clips of Demon Harmon shutting receivers down at, at camps, and then he takes the yeah. football and just kind of hands it camps. to the receivers. <laughs> yeah, back yeah. when they had camps, like he he just seems like a super confident kid. He's from the same high school as Kelvin Gilliam. Yeah, um, they both seem like really fifth grade. Yeah, they both seem like really good guys. Um, so I, I'm really excited about him. Um, Shout out to the bow tie that he wore when he was absolutely signing. had a great looking bow tie. Kelvin Gilliam wore an awesome shirt on signing day. <laughs> yeah. um, huge fan of both of those guys. I think, you know, you said McCutcheon's probably. I think Harmon might start out at safety, and it, it it's not necessarily because I think me. that's. 
I just think that there is playing time there. Aaron you know, Colvin like, started at safety against Texas. Right. So. Aaron Colvin was a safety in 2011. You know, like there is maybe. a history of that. And yeah. so, like. Maybe he I started think, against a corner against Texas. He started, he played safety. I just don't remember which years, but you're right. Yeah, he, he started. I'm pretty sure he started his career as at safety and then. Um, then went back to corner. 2012, he he got to play corner and he was awesome in 2012 and 13 at corner. So, anyway, um, yeah, good player. <laughs> so. Yeah, real good. So yeah, I think that could be Harmon because like, I mean, we have guys at safety that have experience, but like, we're probably looking at five corner, five or six corners that you have to beat for playing time right now. Well, so think about safety next year too. Like, we have Fields and DTY back. Yeah. And then who do you have after that that you're like confident in? Right. You have Justin Harrington who has worlds of hype, but he's coming off of an injury, so we don't know for sure. Um we we think he'll be good, but we don't know. Cradell, which has played and but he you know, he hasn't yeah. really done anything. Bryce I think Washington. Trey Norwood I think Trey Norwood might be the best one. Like Yeah, but he's playing but he's safety. playing a lot of nickel. So yeah. You know, does he play mostly at nickel? Does he bounce to free safety some or strong safety? Yeah. Like, where does he play? Or does he just play all of them? Um, mm-hmm. And it, so, really, you have kind of established guys, but and you have some guys behind them, but we don't really know what those guys are. So, if you're able to, you know, if you're able to leapfrog a Cradell, you know, you could probably get on the field pretty quickly. So, it'll be really interesting to watch. I think there's, it's both crowded but also open for guys to that are truly, really good to make an impact if they're capable of it. So, yeah. Whereas with, with the cornerback position, Jaden Davis has multiple years of starting experience. Woody Washington yeah. has started this year, all year. Mm-hmm. DJ Graham might be the best player that we have at the position. Yeah. Um, that's three guys. guys that, well, and like got Josh Eaton played some yeah. this year. Josh Eaton's kind of in the Cradell well, could yeah. can you leapfrog Josh Eaton? That's capable, I guess. But yeah, um, I don't but know. There are really three established guys at corner yeah. that you're going to have to beat out, and that's just yeah, not sure. necessarily the case at safety. So, and I think they're um, probably, I don't know. Would you say they're more willing to rotate guys at safety than corner? I, I think it's about the same. Like yeah. I think that they would love to rotate everywhere which is awesome that's true yeah platoon defense i mean for god's sake next year's front seven even if like a ronnie were to leave uh they're going to be like three deep at every spot so no i i i I was texting you earlier like i went through our entire defensive depth chart and included every player that you know we could have back next year so i obviously Mm -hmm. included ronnie and all that but we are going to have 15 guys possibly that have started a lot. And yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about Jalen Redmond, who's coming back, who started a couple games last year or um, who else am I thinking? There was another guy that had Caleb some Kelly. start. Yeah. Caleb Kelly, who yeah, I don't even remember, but um, guys that, you know, have played like we're going to have 17 guys on the defense that have played big minutes, you know, yeah. starting minutes. So that's pretty insane. So it's going to be very veteran group. For sure. Right. So even if these guys aren't able to come in and jump in, like it's not the end of the world. We've got a crazy yeah. experienced defense coming back next year. So 
Um, okay, yeah, so it, it'll just tell you the ones that are capable of doing it are going to be players. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So if like a Clayton Smith immediately comes in and they're just you know talking about ball spring, well that tells you something. So um, right. Anyway, I think you know I really like those two corners. I think they both, um, especially Harmon, can give you a you know some safety potential if if it doesn't work out or if they need help there also. Right. Um, but I, you know, and Har- the cool thing with Harmon also is that, you know, you're able to get him with Gilliam, so um, mm-hmm. it kind of helps secure those that commitment as well. Right. Yeah, and the other guy I, f- I forgot was David Aguebu. Like I didn't include Aguebu in that 15, and he is. Uh, yeah, right. He started, and he is probably our most talented inside linebacker. Do so. we know what happened to him? Not to for a tangent, but in the Big 12, did he it get like concussed? Like, it looked like a head injury like to a me. concussion or something yeah he got up a little wobbly it looked yeah. like and um so hopefully it's it's not serious like i, I hope yeah. he didn't get a concussion but that's what it looked like it probably was um but we'll talk about a guy that guy just looks scary in a football yeah. uniform Big dude. like my god like i thought kenneth murray was about as impressive physically as you're gonna get but he's even bigger you know like <laughs> yeah, jesus like- He's a large lad. He is massive. All right, so our last guy, last guy. Speaking uh, Jordan, of guys that are impressive looking. Yeah, right. Jordan Mukes, uh, safety from Choctaw, Oklahoma. He's a three-star recruit. Um, large lad on rivals. Yeah, he's a three-star. Uh, he is listed at six foot four, 192 pounds. This is for everyone that's tired of the really short defensive backs he is just he's essentially a basketball player um like literally a basketball player out here playing safety uh, for us and i think he probably slots in best as a nickel or at least yeah, i kind of hope that's where he, as well yeah um, kid that he probably is going to fill out to be about six four two ten, and like he's he's got some pretty impressive upside the the one question mark with him is is really the I mean, A, he hasn't played a ton of football. Like, he's not an overly experienced player. But I don't know what his long speed is. You know, like his open field twitch and the speed. I'm not sure. But he has ridiculous length and ridiculous size. And just running – his jumping athleticism is apparently just off the charts. He's very explosive. Go watch him – a highlight of him dunking a basketball. (laughs) He's – that part is very, uh, very clear. Um, and that Grinch mentioned that he watched him in a basketball practice or something and was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I think the long speed part, like, I don't know what he runs either because he wasn't able to do track. And I know that was something that they are the coaches, whenever they're initially deciding on whether to offer him or not, were hoping to see was like spring track times and they just weren't able to this year. Right. Um, but a couple things with him, you mentioned he's got an amazing, like, amazing frame like in length i can't remember the last time we had you know a six three six four safety um it's gotta been year has to have been years i mean robert Um, robert barnes is he is he even that tall i thought he was like six two but regardless he's extremely long he's more athletic than barnes was um yes but you know the the issue with the speed that's what that's one reason i think he would match well at the nickel spot because he wouldn't be a lot of times he'd be lined up against tight ends and things like that. 
Um, like if you think about Trey Norwood intercepting the pass whenever he was covering Charlie Kolar, well, that's because he was lined up at nickel. So he was covering, yeah. covering Kolar. Um, so if you stick a six three six four safety there, it's even you know better size against those kind of guys. Um, the thing I like about Mukes is you know he'd only played one season, kind of a trend here of college football when we offered him, or excuse me, of high school football when we offered him at Choctaw, and he had a really good senior year uh, this yeah. year. So he's getting better, um, right. and he I think he's considering an early enrollee. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it, but I, I just think there's a lot of potential there. Um, and that's kind of the theme of this defensive class. It's a lot of potential, but it's a lot of, you know, smart evaluations. So I think, you know, there's a lot to like with what he's able to do. I think the 24-7 comparison for him was Isaiah Polamalu at USC, which is one of their safeties, which is, you know, about similar size. And he's a good player. So yeah. um, if he can turn into that, you know, caliber of person, that'd be pretty exciting. Um, but I, again, it's just, you can see the, what they're gunning for is very long athletes, um, in the back end and the, at, at the edge spots. So, um, they want to just radically change the, the physical makeup of what we have in the secondary. If you think about our safeties right now, they're, I think they're both five ten. Um, uh, yeah. that's <laughs> this, you know, next year will be the last year that that is a thing. Um, <laughs> From there on, Justin Harrington, 6'2". Uh, Bryson Washington, 6'2". Uh, Jordan Meeks, 6'3", 6'4". You know, and so on and so forth. So, um, no, it's that, it's exciting. Yeah. It really is. And we will not have situations where we go onto the field with LSU and we're like, well, man, we look <laughs> – compared to their receivers, we look, you know, like a – or compared to their defensive backs even. It's, this is not the same, you know – kind of guys um just from a physical standpoint yeah that doesn't mean we can't have 511 corners but those 511 corners are probably going to have super long arms and are going to be really fast so right um no it this this staff is just so good like that's really what i've come to learn because it's not just that you know they come in and you know there's a clear plan of what we're going to do and what we're recruiting because they're obviously doing that but yeah. they're also they've produced a top 20 defense in the country without those guys yeah, yeah. you know like these are the same me, guys that are playing with Mike in a lot of right cases. yo there are very few players that we didn't have under Mike Stoops that are producing right now mm-hmm. and that's pretty incredible I mean, really, like Perion Winfrey is a guy that we brought in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, our best players, Mike Stoops recruited Nick Benito himself. Yep. Nick Benito committed to, to Mike Stoops. Stoops Ronnie Perkins, Stoops guy. Isaiah Thomas was a Stoops guy. Yeah, David Aguebu committed to a Mike Stoops. I mean, he got fired that year, but he committed to <laughs> Mike Stoops. Um, and so – or I think he actually committed after. I, I might be wrong on yeah, that. Yeah, but he was Mike the, the, the February signing period. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Grinch Mike Stoops recruited, really recruited him, him initially. Initially, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, this group is largely Mike Stoops guys. Trey Norwood was a Kerry Cooks guy. Yeah, DTY. Brown was a Kerry Cooks guy. Yeah. This secondary that was a Kerry Cooks guy. Yeah. The secondary that improved throughout the year was all was all Kerry Cooks, other than DJ Graham. 
essentially. Yeah. You Shout know, out like Pat Fields for uh, getting first career interception. Yeah, pretty great. Um, so yeah, like this this staff is just like it's only going to get better. Honestly, like I, I yeah. know that you know maybe the Big Twelve offenses get a little bit better, so the numbers might not look quite as good. But like I do know that the next time we're in the college football playoff, which is hopefully next year, we're not going to get embarrassed on defense. And I don't yeah. care if we're missing multiple starters; it just won't happen like that again. Well, uh, yeah, say next year we go undefeated, you know, just positing this, and we're the one seed, and we're playing, I don't know, Oregon. Oregon's not going to hang, you know, 50 on us in a half like LSU did. I just, no. It's not going to happen. Um, so, I mean, we've never, we've never gone into a college football playoff with, you know, confidence on both sides, so it will be a very different experience whenever we don't have to feel like we have to score every Every possession or we lose. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about with, with recruiting is, is 2022. And the, the point that I want to make is that, you know, throughout this entire, you know, this specific, you know, part of the pod with the defense, you know, we've talked about guys that, Oh, they were great evaluations. And Mm -hmm. there will be some of that in 2022, but I think that those will be fewer and further in between because they don't have to as much. They don't have to do it. Like the defensive line class that we might pull for this 2022 class is Alabama level. It's Alabama level, Clemson level. Um, And they've got to do it. They got to get them. But like, we are right there with enough. We're the, very clearly perceived favorites for three of the four and right up there with the fourth one. So, right. Uh, yeah. Like we could land a top five player in the country at defensive tackle. Yeah. That's just doesn't even compute with me right now. So um, it, the, those kind of guys are coming and it started with our ability to identify guys like Danny Stutzman and DJ Graham and guys like that, like that kind of thing is is only going to you know you said now we have we have things to sell we have it yep. all to sell um, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm freaking pumped man i am very excited i'm very excited about moving into the 2022 recruiting class i mean we're going to talk next time we pod about how f- excited we are, are about 2021 mm-hmm. um yeah things look really good right now um i want yeah, obviously it, we need to go win our bowl game to keep the momentum going but it's, yeah, it's if they can win that us. bowl game, um, I mean, even if it's like a, we already know Florida is not going to be full strength because they're not going to have, you know, their all world tight end. But even if it's not like a full strength Florida, you know, that's still a name brand mm-hmm. SEC team that took Alabama, you know, to at least a decent game. I wouldn't say, call it to the to a, to the wire because it never felt like Alabama was going to lose that game, but you know, at least put on a decent showing in the conference title game. Um, if they can beat that game, go into the offseason, they're going to have worlds of momentum going into the offseason. Um, and hopefully they can capitalize on that because they have, they're have they in on a lot of guys that, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that um, OU might have got like a cursory look in the past, maybe some mm-hmm. top five lists were never true threats to land well there's starting to be true threats to land these guys now 
yeah no it's 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 exciting man like i'm i'm pumped i am so pumped about all this um and like you know at linebacker we already have a top you know 200 player committed Mm -hmm. you know yeah and he's you know probably the going to be the cornerstone of (laughs) the defensive class so as far as you know the leader of the class um, we have like a top 50 player in state um in gentry williams at corner Mm -hmm. we have i mean we have some good regional guys that can kind of be linchpins for us and then hopefully they can build around those so i think they're they're in the lead for a lot of guys and um a lot to go with you know their strength of evaluations it's it's exciting and you hope that um they can you know capitalize on everything that they have going for them right now Mm-hmm. okay with that i think we uh we probably need to wrap this up um so thank you all for listening um we know that it was several months since our last podcast um but you know, weird shit happened. So you know, it's been a year. <laughs> it has been quite the year. So and you know, I know that Ryan and I have both started new graduate degrees. So like it's, you know, and you're I'm in school right now. Yeah, yeah you're still, still doing grad one, school. So, so. Yeah. and I think Sam moved to Texas. Like it's it's been a year for all of us. So um, hopefully we can come back and and get some more pods going. And even if, if, if no one's listening to him, I enjoy talking about these things with all three of these guys. So, um, anyways, thank you all for listening, rate, review, do all that stuff. And we will catch you next time.